We're back. Fifth week and we're still here somehow. And you know who else is here? Connor's back. He's, uh, he's impressed the selectors enough to get a second call up. Uh, Connor joins us this week. And Harper, as always, we're back on the Footy Dictionary. Welcome. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, in the in the words of the great Anthony Joshua, the first time was so nice I had to do it twice. So, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Good to be here. And thanks for having me My- back as well, Habish. Uh, really appreciate the invite. Uh, no, I appreciate that, uh, especially since you invited me, but um, <laughs> I'll go with that. Um, what do you got for us this week? Because you are obviously the headmaster of the, of the dictionary. Um, <laughs> okay, we might have to restart this, I reckon. I reckon let it roll, let it roll. Uh, let it roll. Yeah, let it roll. Let's keep, keep the vibes going. But oh, the headmaster of the dictionary, they call me the lexicographer. Uh, <laughs> I've just looked that up. A person who writes and edits dictionaries. <laughs> That's me to a team. Oh, I'll tell you what we've got in store. Oh, you know what? Let's let's drag it out. We'll just start with what's first up. Grand final, obviously, on the weekend. An absolute smashing. I think it's fair to say that the Geelong players entered party time much earlier than expected. But, Connor, start with you. When did the Cats enter party time on Saturday? <sighs> well... I think what were they? Were they? How much were they up by at half time? Was it? It wasn't too 37? much. Thirty seven. Yeah, thirty seven. They weren't quite in party time. I'd say. I don't think you can ever be party time in the first half, can you? No, you can't. When you're up, when you're up by about six goals at half time, I think it's always assumed that the other side's going to come out firing early in the third quarter. So, mm. if you can, you know, manage that, which they did, and kick outscore them by a fair margin in the third quarter, which, again, they did. I think by three-quarter time, party, party time had well and truly started uh, down in Geelong. So, yeah, for me, I would say, yeah, three-quarter time, if you're up by 10 goals, surely you're, you're discussing where you're going tonight and, and whatnot. <laughs> you know what the big indicator of party time for me is? It's when your big, tall defender... <laughs> Runs the length of the ground <laughs> to get on the end of a kick in the goal square and score his first goal in AFL footy. So, but uh, that was in when Sam DeConey kicked that goal. That was in the twentieth minute of the fourth quarter. I reckon mm. they were well into party time. I, I reckon it was party time. Man, start of saying, fourth quarter. Start nah, of fourth nah. quarter. They were already uh, they had a few cold ones ordered to the change rooms <laughs> at halftime. <laughs> From my take. Quietly, I'm still thinking, I'm still rattled by the fact that you just asked me to do the intro and they gave me nothing to segue it into after that. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, a bit of got a... the rundown here. You, can, <laughs> you had life uh, to do what you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> this is very true. Um, sorry to go over old ground, but it had me rattled for a hot couple of minutes, but I'm, I'm, on, I'm on now. <laughs> <laughs> Switched on. When do you think party time starts, Hamish? Uh, it would have been just, I think, when they kicked the first two goals after half time within about three minutes, I think by then it was um, game over. But is game over the same as party time? Uh, in a grand final, I suppose it is, because what else is there to do when the game's over? Well, <laughs> no, you're right. But I think you can have, where I think when they kicked what, the first two goals of the second half put them seven goals up. So I think that is like mm. <laughs> the margin Not that true. takes you to game over. And then you add more and more. The party just 
gets um kicks off kind of louder and louder. Ki- yeah, kicks mm. on. Yeah, kicks. No, nah, you're you're probably right. I think at that point you're right. They're probably still switched on because um, mm. you know anything can happen in football. But anyone could see uh, Stevie Wonder could see <laughs> Blind Freddy could see that the game was over by then. But I mean, um, it was pretty early. It had to be in the third quarter, I reckon. Party time. I oh, think. Nice. Um, what What do you reckon Chris Scott would have said at three quarter time? Just go out there and enjoy it, boys. So <laughs> <laughs> in. Oh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, Connor, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think by the fourth quarter, a few of the boys, especially Jeremy Cameron, uh, would have been hoping that he was back in Greater Western Sydney with the DJ on the decks for every <laughs> goal they kicked in the last quarter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then um, it would have really kicked off. <laughs> I think it's party time. Once everyone agrees that it's party time. And Sam DeConey in a post-match interview said he was only sure about the result. He only realised that they were definitely going to be premiers about halfway through the last quarter, around the same time he kicked his goal, actually. So for me, it's only a party when it's a consensual party that everyone's in on. (laughs) Yeah, but Sam DeConey strikes me as a bloke that is half an hour behind everyone else. So, (laughs) like, who knows? That's harsh on the man. He's a great pal, but... (laughs) <laughs> nah, that's too harsh. Sorry, Sam, if you're listening. He's not, but so I can say it, but no, he's definitely not. <laughs> God, uh, anything else on party time? No, I'm I'm ready to get stuck in. Or well, any, anything else on grand final vernacular? Uh very good question. I I was at the grand final. Um just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, so I did have I, did, I don't know if you're going to cover this later Corporate in the show, box, but no doubt Yeah, obviously um, No, for those Obviously our avid Footy dictionary listeners They'd know that I, I dabble in a bit of footy record selling From from time to time And um, I do have one for you Or maybe two look, look, um, Sorry, can I just ask something Before we go into that Because you mentioned the yes. footy record When you're waving the footy record on the air Obviously, you go with the footy record five dollars. Are there any other lines that you got up your sleeve? Uh, five cents a page is a hot one during the <laughs> during the season. <laughs> yeah, which it's actually closer to four point eight, but um, oh. five five comes off the tongue easier. Uh, um, but oh, they were fifteen on Saturday, obviously for the grand final edition. So. Um, mm. We were just trying to tell them that they were selling like hotcakes while there was a whole crate of them sitting behind us. Um, so, I don't know. People didn't buy that. And um, she was just, we were going with the, the Gary Rowan Cup special, uh, which got a few people involved. But um, no, nothing in particular. Is, is there a line that just causes the masses to all just get around your selling booth? Uh, nah, not particularly. I don't reckon. I think it's uh, it's very rusted on footy record buying crowd. You know, you're either getting them or you're not. <laughs> you're not yeah. attracting too many new customers. But no, for the grand final, <laughs> I, I actually reckon I sold upwards of 400, um, me alone. Um, they go pretty well with the granny ones just because they're a bit of a bit of a souvenir. So, uh, mm. no, it did keep us busy. And your charm and good looks just gets them out <laughs> into people's hands, no doubt. Um, sure. So, no, yeah, your grand grand final. Yes. Uh, phrase, um, phraseology or lingo. 
Well, it's not strictly the grand final, um, but I was I was stationed down at Punt Road next to Punt Road, and the AFLW was going on over the same mm. time. At the same time, didn't hear the player's name or what team they played for. So this is a, this is a good start. <laughs> but the ground announcer has gone. Congratulations to such and such who is playing their milestone game this weekend. It's her 25th game of AFLW, so make sure to get around to her. Boys, can you say her 25th game is a milestone? Harper, you can go. No, yeah, I I think you can. I think the boundaries are changed for AFLW, and like it's a blank slate of what's acceptable. And 25 games is nearly three seasons, which is like nearly three seasons of AFL footy is about 60 games. So, and like, would, would it be acceptable to say congratulations on their 50th game? Yeah, I was if about to say it. Uh, I'll accept 50 for sure, mm-hmm. especially with the shortened seasons. But 25, I reckon, is pushing it. No, but fifty for the men's. Fifty for the men's. Are you, you're oh right. That, are you? Well, it gets a little. It gets a little mention the fifty, but nothing special. Mm. It's just like maybe yeah. on social not media they might the say P- probably not over the PA. No, oh, no, no, not over the PA. No, that's probably what mm. riled me up. Maybe in the footy record it could have said twenty fifth <laughs> game or whatever. I, I might accept that, but you can't try and g people up by saying get around her. It's a milestone game, twenty fifth game. It just doesn't so, quite. We'll just swing back to the men's because we're all sexists here. So acceptable to say over the PA. <laughs> oh, in my opinion, tell me if I'm wrong. 100, 200, and then increments of 50 up from there. I'm not going to 150. Is this over the PA? Over over the PA. 150, okay. I'm skipping. I think 150. If they're a one club player, I'm all for it. To be honest. Mm. Uh, it's a, it jars a little bit for me. If there are better a, things that could be announced, you could be announced. You could be calling the baby race out on the ground. <laughs> if if they're a, look, if they're a journeyman and it's their seventh <laughs> club and they've just scraped towards together the one hundred and fifty, I don't think it's too notable. I, but <laughs> I think I think if it's a, especially if it's a well respected player, maybe they've gone through a little bit. One hundred and fifty is definitely. Acceptable for mine. I think, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think 150 is worth an acknowledgement. Uh, maybe not as much as a uh, a public announcement, but um, it's almost like cricket. Like you make 100, and 100 hundreds are more celebrated than 150s, and then obviously 200s. But like 150, it's a small raise of the bat. Whereas 100, it's the helmet off. Like you don't celebrate hard yeah. for a 150 like you do for the 100 and the 200. So, um, I, yeah, it's probably uh, similar in football terms, I reckon. Mm. And the 350 is a massive one because not many people do it. Well, what about 100 games for the club? Do you like? Do you like that? That's I reckon that's increased. If you go on the Google trends for 100th game for the club, there's probably been a big spike in the last few years. I think because it's getting banded about an awful lot. I don't Connor. like that. Uh, I don't like that, especially if it's say it's a hundred and seventy third game. It's just a little bit random. I feel. I feel like uh, again, it's it's worth a tiny acknowledgement, maybe like on 
uh, social media or whatever, but it's nothing. Mm. You can't celebrate it. Just like worth acknowledging that they're playing their hundredth game. Would you put it in the banner? Nah. God no. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't think you can do any X games for X player for the club on a banner. I, I think um, a banner is reserved for overall games. Mm. Mm. Good call. Mm. Uh, but we'll move on to. Oh, yeah, have you got any other grand final things uh, uh, specifically? Uh, couple, or, but we'll leave them till later. We can come back to them <laughs> okay. if we've got time. <laughs> well, I'll bring one up. The culprit is back at it again. This guy just does not know how to use footy language. Connor, when I say the name Dejan Kalinic, does that ring any bells? <laughs> it does. Uh, look. As we know, that's not how I pronounced it in my head uh, originally, but yes, it does ring a bell, that one. Well, what did he say last week, just before I say I, what he said this week? I forgot. I, w- I was actually going to touch on this because he labelled it a grand final like no other. And oh, yes, that was it. And He's, oh. <laughs> to be honest, it actually was a grand final like no other because I fell asleep at three-quarter time. So <laughs> I, he's actually done well there. Well, very similar to 2019 for me. Mm, like, yeah. scarily similar. Yeah. Eerily yeah, similar. Yeah, well, Victorian team against New South Wales team. Very similar. But anyway, Dejan Kalinic, he was warned once. And look, we gave, we gave him a bit of a slap on the wrist. But I reckon this is just about worthy of, like, I won't say the death penalty, but a life sentence in jail <laughs> is. <laughs> this is what Dejan Kalinic deserves for saying the history swans must defy after grand final bloods bath. For me, I'll just get my opinion off my chest before you guys rip into this. If you're saying that grand final bloods bath, that implies that the bloods got up and ran the tap on a blood bath for the opposition team. Connor, your thoughts on Dejan Kalinic's heinous, heinous crime against footy language. <sighs> Dejan, uh, it's actually, <laughs> to put it quite simply, it is disgusting. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm just not a fan of, even in just a literal sense, like, I get you're trying to catch it, you're trying to get as many eyes on the article as possible and you go with something like a blood bath. But it just, just say blood bath. Like, people refer, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I can't put it into words what I'm feeling, but... I just, I seriously dislike Blood's Bath. I would have preferred even if it was just Blood Bath. He's already mentioned the fact that it is Sydney. So just stick with Blood Bath, in my opinion. Are you waiting for me to give, a, give an answer? <laughs> <laughs> is that what's happening here? Um, That's what's happening. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly have nothing further to add to this. I'm with you, boys. Um, I'm similar to Harper. I've if I read that without knowing the score, I'd think that Sydney got up and run rampant. Um, yeah, so I think it's just Dejan. Um, he's made a couple of blues. He'll be back, but I'm not a fan of this one. He's he's borderline 22 at this point, Dejan. <laughs> well, can, I, can I pose a little uh, conspiracy theory? I'll call it. Can I pose Ooh. a conspiracy theory to you? Dejan Kalinic, I'm on his LinkedIn <laughs> right now. <laughs> and... Um, he looks like a fairly young man, 
I, I reckon he freelances. Uh, so I, I don't reckon he's tied down to a long-term deal at any particular media outlet. So, But if he was, I reckon he'd be saving Blood's Bath for a, a Sydney grand final win or just a Sydney thrashing. But because he doesn't isn't tied down to a long-term contract and wants to get all his puns out just in the moment, he's opted for it in the worst possible circumstance. <laughs> Are you, are you suggesting that he would have rolled with that even if Geelong won by, say, three goals? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, look, it's Deja Kalic. He could have. He's, he might well have. Look, he's out of form. <laughs> he's, he's hard to pin down. <laughs> he hasn't been hitting many targets in the last few weeks. <laughs> but Deja, if you want to uh, offer an explanation to us, we'd be more than happy to take it. Um, no doubt you do some great work, Matt, but this isn't isn't your finest moment, I would say. That's our, um, that's our 17th invitation to come onto the show, I reckon, in five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and we've only had Joe Lynch and Cotton Buttergeek so far. <laughs> they weren't even hey, invited. They just they just came on. <laughs> we just got roped into it. Hey, but there's some big names though, so um, we're doing all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think maybe. Oh, well, well, what actually? I'll ask you this: What is a bloodbath? What's the margin? It was a bloodbath margin. Obviously. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. I think in a grand final, I think a blood, I think a bloodbath. Oh, ten to twelve goals is that pushing a bloodbath? Well, so you're putting an upper limit on it. Sorry, Are you, so you're putting in. You said ten to twelve. So is twelve your upper no, limit? No, no. So ten to oh, twelve okay. at a minimum. And up, oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 30 goals would absolutely be called a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> um, Massacre. Geelong Melbourne of 2011 or whatever year it was. Um, <laughs> Geelong. Oh, sorry. I was conf- I'm like, when the, where the bloody hell did you think Geelong Melbourne played off in a grand final? But no, <laughs> talking about that game down at Kidinia. Um, um, I'm sort of with Con- – sorry, just quickly. I'm with Connor, I reckon. I, I reckon it's different for a granny. Like mm. during the regular season – it probably takes a bit more to be considered a bloodbath, but if it's a grand final where it's supposed to be close, anything upwards of like f- 50, I reckon. Like Richmond and Adelaide was 48 points, I reckon, and that's borderline bloodbath, I reckon. That's not bloodbath for me. It's, oh, it's, I think for Granny and the way that the second half panned out, that's borderline bloodbath. Not quite, but it's almost there, I reckon. Okay, I've... I think it's quiz time. I'm going to ask you guys a question. We're going to alternate between you two. First one to get one wrong gets knocked out. You just got to answer me this. Uh, synonyms. Uh, it can be any margin, but for like a, a big win slash big defeat, big big margin game. All right, all right. I'm ready. Okay, uh, Connor, you start, and then we'll just alternate between you. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I sorry. What you said. I, I was waiting for you to give us a question. <laughs> I thought you were going to list. <laughs> no, no, yeah. You know, you know what I'm asking, yeah? yeah I get it now, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. Connor, oh, kick yeah. us off. Oh. Uh, does it have to be one, just one word, like one little phrase? No, no well, well, yeah, well, one phrase or like group of words. Or, yeah. Uh, 
embarrassing. Well, embarrassment. Oh, yeah, I'll take it. Embarrassment. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Thanks uh, massacre. <laughs> massacre. Oh. I like it. <sighs> I think we pass it on to you, Harper. I'm struggling. I'm really pass struggling it on to me. I'm <laughs> struggling here. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'll go the basic thrashing. Harper, let's, let's play. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll adjudicate this. <laughs> okay. I'm going thrashing. Extermination. I'm not having extermination. When have you ever heard that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm breaking the rules like Dejan does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bit silly, mate. Come on. Uh, but I'll, I'll say uh, thumping. Slaughter. Demolition. Murder. Walloping. <laughs> uh Annihilation. Bloodbath. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's it. That doesn't count. I'll win. Oh, come on, mate. (laughs) Step up. Your turn. (laughs) Uh, Carnage. No. um, I guess that doesn't make sense. Yeah, oh, sort of does. I'm paying it. Oh, (laughs) you can't pay your own. (laughs) Connor, adjudication, please. Score Uh, (laughs) review. I'm not going to go with carnage. No, no. Carnage could hey. mean carnage could mean anything. Surely, if he allowed himself to go bloodbath, and well, bloodbath clearly carnage. is what. There could be carnage in the crowd, though. You so, can't what, what, what do you? <laughs> well, there could be bloodbath at a murder scene. Like, <laughs> they're all they're all real words that mean <clears throat> other things. <laughs> what about um, a club cleansing? A <laughs> club cleansing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> They're getting their soul destroyed, and it's just—I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm clutching yeah. at straws at this I point. We've I we've just about exhausted the list. Uh, we probably have. Yeah, there would be more. Oh, I'd There's say. only one more I can think of: uh, hiding. Oh, hiding. That's a good mm. one. That's a where, where was that before? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, now they've had the, pre- the pressure's off. Form. The pressure's off. I'm like. I'm like Carlton. Like it's like it's, a Sydney Swans player. Uh, First ten weeks of the mate. season, I'm all good, and then uh, like, when the when the, when you, the going gets tough, the last three weeks, I just quite. You wash your tongue. <laughs> Not a week goes by on this show. <laughs> Not a week goes by on this show where there isn't a little side chip at the Blues. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, maybe we'll move uh, off to grand sorry, final just, stuff. <laughs> Can I, can I just remind you blokes, one of you goes for Essendon and one of you goes for North Melbourne. None of us are in any position to talk. Hold on. Hold the phone. You don't have to be in a position to talk. That's the fun of this is like where hating I, another footy team. It's a it? coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah you're probably it's a coping right, mechanism. And like, I think it's much easier to bash on teams who are uh, – kind of have glimmers of hope and then have it snatched out of their grasp like Carlton as opposed to teams who are <laughs> hopeless like Essendon and North Melbourne. Especially I North mean, Melbourne. you have... Hang on. I was, yeah, I was, that's more refers to North Melbourne because I'd say Essendon... Well, I'm not saying you feel sorry for losses. Essendon, but, like, it's... Essendon all nah, season, I, you knew we were shit. So, yeah, like, we never had this season. This season. Oh, well, you were tipped for the flag by Mick Maltes. (laughs) 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 
shit. Essendon anyway. hasn't had hope in my entire life, to be honest. But, Hamish, you said you had a couple more grand final ones. Do you want to bring them out before we move on to uh, a matter discussed last week um, to bring back up? Um, oh, no, I just oh, – it's not specifically vocab again, but I just – I just wanted to give a quick clip because I know Harper. We've spoken in great detail about this off air um, about people that go to the grand finals who don't support either team. I oh, just wanted nice. to say, I obviously I should uh, preface this conversation by saying that I only got in because I was working and I had like the accreditation or whatever, so <laughs> I didn't have a ticket. I wasn't taking anyone's ticket, uh, which I would not do, but. I just wanted to give a clip to all the people that walked past me, which were probably, I don't know how many, a lot of supporters wearing like scarves or clothing of other sides and taking that to the grand final. Uh, One, if you are going to a grand final and it's not your team playing, you're a dirty dog and I I dislike you. (laughs) And two... To rub it in the faces of the thousands of supporters that do not get tickets to a game, and you decide to rock up wearing a wearing a Richmond Tigers scarf and beanie, that is an absolute <laughs> insult to everyone that doesn't get tickets, and I hate it. And I just wanted to to say that to the seven people that listen to this dictionary podcast that I'm not a fan of it, and I want to see it removed, and there should be a ban on it, and there also should be a ban on people ten years or under going to grand finals because they won't remember the game and there's people that are more deserving of tickets to go. Boys, Should thoughts? it be like a roller coaster where we don't allow people above a certain height or below a certain height through? <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> I reckon they should just lower the, like the entrance to all the gates. So like, yeah, if you don't, if, if you can't, if your head goes under it smoothly, then you're not allowed in. Or they put they like raise the bit where you got to scan your ticket in the uh, turnstile, so the the little little (laughs) kids can't reach it. it. Yeah, well, they're not gonna they're not gonna remember the game. They don't care. They're just like the the parents will probably make them sit on their iPad for the game, so they shut up. Um, That's well, it might might not be great for our the the vertically challenged adults in of the world. Uh, They might not be too pleased with that height limit that we're. given him or high minimum uh but yeah actually also i should say the, there was a dude behind robbie williams during his performance who was row a of the mcc this fairly old guy masked up masked up in a melbourne demon scarf mm. that just it's a, despicable behavior it makes there was sick. quite a few of them there was quite a few of them rolling around and i just mm. dislike it so much um, even the MCC in the fourth quarter was it wasn't half empty, but there were so many empty seats, and um, and they weren't Sydney fans either. Like the Sydney fans that were actually there, to their credit, stuck around. But um, by the game, by the time <laughs> we game say was to over, their credit for that. But you, like, who's going to leave a grand final early when you've paid no, minimum yeah, like hundred dollars to get in? <laughs> Especially oh, if you're from the <laughs> no, true. You're right. It's probably not to their credit, but it would have been tough watching. But um, yeah, mm. I mean, to their credit, compared to a lot of the MCC members who had already buggered off by then, at least they so stayed. Is so, there, is there any acceptable sellout game? Well, is there any sellout game where it's acceptable for neutral fans to go? 
Uh, oh. Well, it's a bit different during like... Oh, I don't know. It depends on... That's actually a very good point. Uh, probably, like, because I feel like some, like, during the regular season, games like, for instance, the Carlton Collingwood one that sold out at the end of the year, there's probably a few neutrals at that that didn't realise that it'd sell out or whatever. Like, there's people that don't care that much about whose ticket they're taking because they obviously don't think about it that much. But compared to a grand final where, you know, obviously everyone, thousands of people miss out on tickets, um, I think that's a little bit more of a crime. But... Well, it's still a little bit, but yeah, not as much. <laughs> the talk about big crowd starts and uh, the North Melbourne fan goes silent. So, Connor, can, oh, what's your opinion? I was waiting for, was waiting for a segue. Uh, look, um, I have to come clean as a bit of a scum to the earth that I have gone to a grand final as a neutral. However, it was a – you can't – I think I might be potentially uh, – Eligible for a pass here because it was the it was the Hawthorne third uh, twenty fifteen the three peat year uh, and I also want to add that I don't know if this is new this year but I'd had a look at the tickets this year being an AFL member uh, and they've actually done it now so when the tickets come out the clubs the people whose memberships have uh, club support for that club playing they get priority so if a fan base takes all the tickets, then the neutrals don't get a go in the AFL members' spots. So I think neutrals that might have been in the AFL members this year, I think it's fair bump, play on, because if your club's not going to take all the seats, I think, you know, like you want to have 100K there, it should be open to the yeah. next person that's willing to go. Um, I will, mm. Yeah, in that case, that's absolutely fair enough, I reckon. Although... Um, is, is it at that point where, say, in the MCC, they do the same thing and allow the supporters to have first priority? Should it be at that point where if it doesn't fill up with those supporters, they offer the extra tickets to members of the clubs and not the AFL members? Because I guess the argument there is obviously AFL members have paid up to have access to tickets and same with the MCC. But should it be open for club members to take the extra AFL members' tickets if the supporters inside the AFL members don't take them all? Good, good discussion. Uh, well, I think it should be. <laughs> I think MCC yeah. is a little different as well because MCC, I don't think they do get a fair run at it because it's first in best dressed, isn't it, for the grand mm. final? It is. People queue up um, like a day beforehand. I think so. That's that's stiff. I think because if you're not if you're MCC and you go for a club that's playing and you're not willing to line up eighteen hours before the gates open, then. Do people line up 18 hours? I thought they'd just oh, get there like early they camp on the morning. No, they camp out there. Uh, do they? They, they do camp, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I remember watching that as a kid. but um, mm. I, I could be wrong here, but I feel like they sell some tickets online before the game and then... They might, like, yeah. And then there's a certain number of bays that are walk-up seating. But um, yeah, again, I could be wrong. But either way, That's I don't probably, think there's enough priority yeah. Yeah, given to club members, but... Anyway, that's probably a discussion for another podcast because we could spend hours. We've squeezed that. a lot out of this. We've squeezed yeah. an awful lot out of this. Um, <laughs> now, just quickly, let's move on to. Uh, we're, we're having a discussion in the group chat, but I want to bring it to the public and ask you if Mitch Brown is a journeyman. They've recently <laughs> recently retired XD uh, cat and bomber. 
Hamish. I need a. I'm just googling his stats here. Um, that's, that's what we're doing right now as well. 15 <laughs> games for Geelong, 55 games for Essendon, and nine games for Melbourne. That's. I reckon, given the fact that he's 32 and he played between 2009 to 2019. What's it by the look of things? To 2022. Oh, Wait, is this, is he still going around? Come on, oh, yeah, mate. He, he retired two days ago. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, my bad. I, sorry, I read Essendon in 2019. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that was literally a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I feel like given his career had so much longevity for such little games, that ticks all the boxes for, as a journeyman for mine. Connor? Uh, by the book, it's actually a tricky one because – Games-wise, he's 100% a journeyman. There's no denying. Clubs-wise, three clubs, tick. But, Harper, you, I'll, I'll hand the mic over to you because you raised a good point about his whether or not he was perhaps committed to being a journeyman. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, yeah, I, I appreciate your praise and uh, I agree with your praise because I think I am right here. Uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Mitch Brown... I believe, was delisted from Geelong and delisted from Essendon. And he's not a journeyman by his own choice. The journeyman life has almost been thrust upon him. Uh, as I said in the group chat, a journeyman goes his own way, like like Stevie Nicks, like Stevie <laughs> Nicks, ultimate journeywoman. But um, <laughs> so that's why Tom Hickey, I think, is the perfect journeyman because I don't think Tom Hickey's been delisted. I think he's been traded or left as a free agent every time. Um, I, I, I think I'm right on that at least. Of course, he's played for Gold Coast, St Kilda, West Coast and Sydney. Um, and 12 games, 67 games, 23 games and 37 games for those clubs. Perfect journeyman numbers, 10 out of 10. Um, but, yeah, Mitch Brown – too many games in in the reserves and too many the listings. I think, uh, yeah, journeyman uh, is a journeyman of their uh, by their own choice. Hamish, very succinctly put. I I think I tend to agree with that. Um, furthermore, do, I know we talked about games played. Just on that, do, do you reckon uh, amount of years played comes into it or not? Because can you be yes, a journeyman if so. you like if you played for three clubs in five years, say, which like I don't know how often that's ever happened. I don't reckon that counts as a journeyman because you haven't been around mm. the system for long enough. But you have to you have to extend the the amount of time you've been in the AFL over 10, 12 years. I reckon to be considered a journeyman, you've got to go the distance. I think also you have to consider the games to years ratio as well. Mm. So if you played. Okay. Seven games in four years, as one as one leg of your uh, journey, then that that definitely gives you a little boost. How many has Hickey mm. played? I'm just um, googling. Well, I think actually, um, I think there would be room for a player to be a journeyman if they've played for three clubs in their first five seasons, but it would largely depend on their look. If they looked like Tom Hickey or if they looked like that guy, oh, the guy who plays for Southport now who was at Gold Coast, the Ruckman with the big moustache. What's his name? Um, 
You know what I'm talking oh. about? We talked about him last week. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. This is killing me. But you know, listen back to last episode uh, if you're tuning in. <laughs> if you can be uh, <laughs> um, That guy, if you look if you look uh, like a hard-nosed, tough guy, bit bogan, bit rough around the edges, you're absolutely a journeyman, I think, mm-hmm. regardless of seasons. But if you look like Sam De Koning, I don't think – that <laughs> the same can be said. <laughs> true, true. Uh, for for reference, Hickey has played 138 games across 12 seasons of football. So uh, once again, proving to our listeners that he is the greatest journeyman of all time? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and on average of about eleven games is a, se- a season, which is one game in, one game out <laughs> every <Yeah>. year. Just, <laughs> just perfect. What journeyman legend? What about if we go, Hamish? Sorry, no, you go, mate. What about if we uh, introduce a scale, uh, like a rating, a journeyman rating? The journeymanometer. That's the one. So we've got, what are we doing, out of 10 or is it like a FIFA rating, like an, an overall? <laughs> oh, mate, it's out of 10. It's not out of 10? Overall. <laughs> well, actually, you could do it overall because we need like by categories, like games played, looks, age experience, like all that. <laughs> Would you get uh, <laughs> journeyman evolution, <laughs> where AFL evolution, but it's only got journeyman players in the game? <laughs> I'd buy that. I'd buy that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, journey, journeymanometer. Let's test it. Jacob Townsend, Connor, out of 10. Uh, or are we saying, just before we go, are we saying Hickey's a 10? Uh, I think so. Okay, so if Hickey's yeah, a 10. Yeah, he's got to be. Uh, Townsend, he's got to be pushing an 8. Yeah, Hamish. almost too few games for me. Mm. I reckon seven. I would have gone. Seven? Yep. Seven. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a seven as well. Um, I've, next one, though. Oh, sorry, Hamish. I've got one for you, boys. Um, yeah. Does this count? Because I know we talked about one club players and whether it counts. By technicality, journeyman just means someone who's done it rough over a number of years. It doesn't necessarily state that they have to move clubs. So on that oh, note, yeah. does the, the most delisted Footballer in AFL history, Nick Graham, count as a journeyman? Uh, oh. I don't know that much about Nick Graham. Let me look him up. Uh, How Graham dare is, you? Um, his brothers are from played footy down my way, actually, for a little bit, Nick Graham. Uh, journeyman. That's a bit of a, a, bit of a flex. <laughs> yeah, no, just to get it out there. Just a bit of me oh. time. Name so, drop. Wait, you said the most delisted player in history, but do you mean the most dropped player? So, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. my bad. <laughs> I was um, confused there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, you'd, be, you'd be doing well to get delisted 38 times or whatever, however <laughs> many times he was dropped. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know about enough about Nick Graham, to be honest, so I'm going to abstain from the journeymanometer <laughs> for this one. Um but uh, journeyman rating for you, actually. Uh, Connor, we'll put this one to you first. Bob Murphy. That's it. Yes. Uh, I think we have to consider his rating has to boost given 
the year his team wins their first flag in 60 years, he gets a season-ending injury. He's got to go up a couple ranking points. So It's like that he's had a chemistry style put on him in ultimate team with that. Yeah. It's just taking his attitude and attributes up a notch. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to land on – I don't think he's pushing uh, Hickey territory, but I'll go for a six and a half for Bobby Murphy. Mm. Yeah, I'll go a six. Hamish? Mm, maybe a five, I reckon. He's almost too good of a player to uh, uh, be considered a journeyman, I reckon. But he's, he's not flashy, though, is he? Like, No, you're right. But he was yeah. a very serviceable player, I would have thought. Probably more than serviceable. That's a bit harsh, but um, certainly not flashy. So I get that in that aspect. But And you would um, see him sleeping on the streets and going around his, his like a little tricycle or something. Oh. <laughs> like he wouldn't be driving his Ferraris or going to private jets. He'd be going on the rickshaws. That's how he's getting about well, in his job. He's gone from the dogs to Fremantle in a coaching role. And I think – That's Jerry Juniman. Very. And I feel <laughs> if any two teams summed up Bob Murphy's personality, it'd be the Bulldogs <laughs> and then Fremantle, I reckon. So he's picked his teams well. <laughs> uh, two, more, two more for the journeyman honour for you uh, before we move on uh, we've squeezed so much out of journeyman I think we'll be squeezing <laughs> an awful lot more in the next few weeks as we've well we've done this to death <laughs> so much to talk about <laughs> oh mate never uh, next one though uh, 26 games for West Coast 6 games for Sydney 24 games for Hawthorne 11 year career 11 season career Hamish Matthew Spanger yeah, actually, my mate, listen to this. Um, <laughs> my mate, Zach, who's in America, shout out to Zach. Hope he's listening. Um, <laughs> he Great texted man. me because he listened to it and he texted me straight up. I'll find the message. Talk amongst yourself because I want to find what he said. <laughs> um, you two yeah, decide well, on that. Yeah, you, you give your ranking, your rating. This is actually, uh, I don't know if you saw my face just then, Harper, but I was I just did, thinking of Spanger. I was just thinking of Spanger. I think – let me just roll up his photo again. It's such because. a journeyman name as well. Ex- Spanger. Exactly. <laughs> the, the name – look, he's he actually resembles a little Tom Hickey. So he's <laughs> the, the, the scruffy the, – the dodgy looking beard, the, the scruffy hair. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's – It's he, like he's a Pokemon evolution. He's just <laughs> – Matt Spanger has evolved into Tom Hickey, <laughs> and I think he was a, he was a bit of a cult hero as well. So that is also that goes towards being a journeyman. I feel as well. Mm. Absolutely. And oh, sorry, go on. Well, they both played for West Coast and Sydney as well, but reverse. <laughs> uh, so, like West Coast and Sydney was the final two clubs of Tom Hickey's career, and first two clubs of Matt Spanger's career. So, oh, yeah. there's a bit in um, that. Oh, there is a bit of that. Um, but, yeah, Matt Spanner, a, a nice amount of games for me and a nice amount of goals as well. 56 games, 13 goals. I yeah, really like nice. that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I found the a... message. <laughs> it's I didn't save it all though, unfortunately, but he, he, he'd already sent a message. So this is like a double-up message. This is this is showing its importance. He, he's, he's double message to so just to – to get the message across, and he's just gone simply. My journey, man, is Matthew Spanger slash Jesus, and that's all he said. I think he went on to say a bit more, but that's all I got saved. Um, 
So obviously, uh, Spanger, he's got to qualify. Yeah. Nice uh, man. He, Let's get him on. Nine and, a, nine and a half for me, Matt Spanger. Nine and a half. <laughs> he's got to be up there. I've got his number. Let's get him on the show next week. <laughs> Speaking One more of name club dropping, Connor. For the Spang, and I reckon that's a 10. He's elevated to a 10. Uh, <laughs> final one. We'll, we'll keep this one quick. Uh, Hamish, we'll start with you. Sean Higgins retired recently as well. Uh, uh, I'm going to say six. I think he tried to chase success too much, and that's not what a journeyman does. Journeymans chase games, <laughs> they don't chase premierships, and he chased premierships, so it doesn't count. Journeyman chases culture as well, I reckon. That's why Bob Murphy's yeah. going to Bulldogs and Frio mm. and hanging out with Andy Marr in between. He's, <laughs> He's doing a uh, bit. Uh, six for Hamish, Connor, Sean Higgins. Uh, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go a four just purely because too silky of a player, too classy for me. Mm. 129 games for the Dogs, 108 games for North Melbourne, and then in the past two seasons, 23 games for Geelong. And for me, journeymen don't end their careers at the premiership team. So mm. four. Uh, Sean Higgins, uh, step up if you want to become a true journeyman. Uh, <laughs> head off to country <laughs> footy, and that will elevate you, I reckon. Um, Amen. But uh, very quickly, we'll just keep this to a maybe one-sentence answer. Uh, Connor, does Port Adelaide have unfinished business? Absolutely. That's all I have to say. Absolutely. Hamish? Uh, I know they dropped out of the eight this year, but I reckon they still qualify because 90, what, 90, 95% of the list remains the same. So, yes. Okay. Yours? But if they stay out of the eight this season, do you agree their business would expire? Uh, yes. Yep. And I think sure. also uh, Ken Hinckley might have – this could be his last chance at staying in charge down there. So I think if they get rid of him as well, they've definitely their business case is closed for good. Well, so if they get if they hypothetically, theoretically, uh, potentially got rid of Ken Hinckley right now, is their business still unfinished? Well, if they got rid of him now, it's almost like they're looking to their next business period. For uh, mm. I think so. Yeah, I think. They their business would be closed if they uh, grabbed a new coach. Okay, uh, Hamish, agree with that sentiment? Yeah, agree. Done. Okay, good <laughs> consensus. Uh, we like that a lot. But here is a tweet from the official AFL page. Of course, Will Hayes was cut by the Blues uh, after just being picked up in the mid-season rookie draft uh, early in 2022. And the tweet says uh, from AFL, former Blue Will Hayes has addressed his delisting. Hamish, is Will Hayes a former Blue? How? When can you? Be, when do you become <laughs> a former Blue? <laughs> it's a, Yeah, I don't know because he's only been there for six months. So is he really that in, entrenched in the Blue the blue vernacular at this point. Like, does he count? Do you, can you count being a blue if you've been there for six months? It's like you're a train-on player, but you've barely signed. He played one game and got knocked out for two weeks for the shittest uh, call at the MRO by Michael Christian I've ever seen in my life. So, Give it a spell. Give it a is, spell. Uh, well, uh, to be fair, we got our uh, just desserts in the end at the MRO, but... Um, there it is. If, <laughs> if you, if anyone wants to go have a look at it, 
Uh, it was a tackle on Sam Menegola in his first game, and there's an innocuous head knock, and he got two weeks for it. So uh, he did get stitched up there, but I'm going way off trap. Um, no, I don't think he's a former blue. He was never one. Uh, sorry, Amish, just to pick you up on something. Can you have positive just desserts? I know desserts are tasty, but I don't. I think just desserts is punishment. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You, yeah. I, week after week, I, I continually think to myself how how uh, funny it is that I'm on a show about footy dictionary critiquing people for using the wrong language when I could barely string a sentence together on the own bloody podcast. <laughs> Um, very much throwing stones at glassy as this type of situation, but um, you're right. And again, I've never, I, other than from you last week and just then, I've never heard throwing stones at glass houses. You throw stones in glass houses, I would have thought. Do you? Yeah, in, you throw thought- stones in glass houses. And then, like, the house can come uh- crashing down on you. Like that, uh, but if you throw it from outside, you're just like breaking their house, and like you're not copying anything from it. No, I thought it was because you're throwing it your own reflection. That's how I took it. Oh, <laughs> maybe so, Connor. Your thoughts on the matter, please. Way in. <laughs> this is groundbreaking. Uh, I've always heard it is throwing stones at glass houses, but you raise really? a good point here. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I've throwing some, stones. I don't know. Okay, look, I'm looking it up. Throwing stones. I'm I'm looking okay. it up too. So There's it comes a lot of things that people like, who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. People who live in glass houses shouldn't shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, so you'd be right then. Going off that, mm. I would have thought. Probably. Yeah. So, but mate, if mate, yeah. I can't be too far off it if it's like a. It's a genuine Google suggestion when I put in throwing stones at glass houses and Connor. They're probably has just used the to your thing, so. <laughs> misuse of the language. <laughs> They've adapted. <laughs> the AI. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how many people have heard me say it, but um, no, Connor's backing me up here at least, so I don't feel like as much of an idiot as I did uh, in the first ten seconds <laughs> I've that you just raised looked it. Up. I've looked up throwing stones at glass houses and every single result is throwing stones in glass houses. So, <laughs> Hamish, Connor, that is poor. You might have to uh, yeah. go have, spend lunchtime with uh, Dejan. That's what I was going to say. You'll be sharing a cell with him. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, right. I think not I'm going to have to from you. Get after a tire from the podcast. <laughs> this is my last episode. It is eleven fifty dictionary. It is eleven fifty PM though, so look look, it yeah, it's not uh it's it's a bit more acceptable considering. But Connor hey, by, by, blue Sorry, Hamish. No, never mind. I'm going over old ground again. <laughs> miss, miss the moment. <laughs> uh so Connor, when does a player uh who's just been delisted by a team become former player of X team? Uh, I think to qualify, as of right now, for him to qualify to be a former Blue, he should have played, he should have at least been there for a year, uh, not just been a fill-in, pick-up, mid-season draft sort of player. But I think I think in six months, if you kind of, you might have forgotten who Will Hayes actually is. If you go for former Blue, that's not too bad. 
But as of right now, he doesn't qualify for a former blue. Mm. Yeah, it is just a little bit weird. We'll have to uh, investigate when his contract actually expires, like when his last paycheck comes in. Uh, because Falling. if he's still uh, on the books there at Carlton, is he still a current blue? Questions to be answered by uh, the Carlton Administrative Team. So, please, uh, we're at Footy Vocab on Twitter, uh, Carlton people. So, please let us know. Uh, but move on to another thing from Twitter. Speaking about Aaron Francis. Uh, from and speaking Mitch of former, <laughs> you missed the perfect segue, mate. Of, I'll pull you up on that. He's, he's not former yet, mate. He's not former yet. Uh, uh, Mitch Cleary says. Sydney has shown interest in Essendon's Aaron Francis with discussions progressing. The Bombers are happy to facilitate for the, sorry, you're right, former, 25-year-old former first-rounder for a fresh start. Uh, When did you become a former first-rounder, Hamish? Uh, Yeah, um, probably a year on from when you were picked. Like, so anytime Nick Dacos is still a first-round draft pick, until the next draft, for instance. Okay. And then as soon as this year's draft happens, that's when they become a former. And then okay. these players. That's my take on it, Connor. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't really have much to add, to be honest. I think you've uh, <laughs> Open you hit, hit the spot well there. <laughs> I've made a comeback. Maybe I won't retire. <laughs> He's done a Mitch Robinson. <laughs> Maybe you're already getting delisted, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's, as I said, open and shut case. Uh, but this from the West Coast Eagles, they uh, s- said on Twitter, they dangled it, their article from their website. Uh, they said, as I get it up, West Coast said that uh, new wings coming soon. And then you click on the article, Eagles set to cease, is it Castor? Castore partnership? Um uh, and very short statement, also I'll read the whole thing out. The West Coast Eagles will cease the club's apparel supplies partnership with Castoria at the end of the year. The club is still working through some of the logistics attached to terminating the relationship, which has seen Castoria as the official apparel partner for the last two years. The club has been working with the renowned sports and leisure wear company New Balance regarding a new partnership and an official launch is anticipated in, the, in coming months. The club is excited to introduce our loyal members and fans to new innovation and opportunities in 2023 and beyond. Now, Connor, I'm of the view that you can't announce this until you've officially cut ties with Castore, but I th- you might disagree. Uh, no, I think you're right. Uh, okay. I think, though, just touching on that, a, an article is a bit dragged for me, like especially because the article in itself is about 150 words it's not really much of a read so I think maybe they could have I guess if you're trying to keep the the fans in the loop there would be some fans that would crack it if they weren't aware of it before it happened but maybe just a little tweet or something oh, you <laughs> just can't wait till me, the official announcement you can't tell me there's not a diehard one of their 100,000 members in Perth that wouldn't get offended at something like that yeah, but like it's not the standard for clubs to announce that they want to cut ties. <laughs> I think <laughs> you uh, cut ties and then you announce it. That's what everyone's done since the dawn of time. Definitely not worthy of an article. I don't. Mm. I don't think. Hamish, your well, views. I I disagree, and personally, I think um, 
when the moon hits your eyes like a big pizza pie, that's Castore. <laughs> Cop that. Uh, I've actually been just quietly, I've been looking at the pr- pronunciation and it's uh, Castor, silent E. So uh, glad we've cleared that one up. But I. <laughs> you had to get the joke out of the way before you revealed that information. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had, to, I had to get that off somewhere. Um, no, I disagree. I think that is worthy of an article. Um, maybe you two boys aren't involved in the the Guernsey buy swap sell pages as much as I am on Facebook, but um, uh, Guernsey manufacturers is a massive thing, and especially just merchandise as a whole is a big thing. Obviously, it's a big seller at clubs, so anytime you're moving on or getting a new sponsor, it's it's big news, and I. I know what you're saying, how it's not worthy an article that they're announcing they're looking to cut ties, but I know a lot of Eagles fans and a lot of people in general were disgruntled with Castor's um, Guernseys. Like, they had to, I think for the last two years, they've been using Seacom Guernseys, Guernsey, sorry, um, and then putting the Castor logo on them because the Castor ones that they sent weren't um, as a high enough quality. So... Um, a lot of people were disgruntled, so I think it is news given it has been in the news at how bad it's been and people want to know that they're moving on and looking for greener pastures. Pastures? Interesting pronunciation. <laughs> I was trying to go with the castor, pastor. Oh, right. <laughs> I was okay, trying to okay. rhyme it, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't know how to do it and I've been sitting here thinking That's about it. That's a bit it. <laughs> win the premiership flag for me. <laughs> Yeah, you're quite right. But um, no, I think it is worthy of a news article. Okay. Well, look, respectfully, or rather, disrespectfully, disagree, you fucking idiot. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> but we'll move to our. <laughs> Talk about kicking a man while he's down. I've just announced my retirement from the show, and you've gone and said, Don't let the door hit you on the way out, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh. reeks of Zach, Zach Clark at Essendon. <laughs> Absolute oh, whipping boy Jesus. of the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, a comment on that West Coast post, that West Coast tweet uh, from Miguel Sanchez said, Song next, please. And then a guy called Jake Peralta, who I doubt it's uh, the actual Jake Peralta. The, the fictional Jake Peralta, but uh, he says, Who's the please. the fictional Jake? Isn't that from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I don't know. I never watched it. Yeah, I, I think he is. Sorry, but I was anyway. just curious. <laughs> Look, mate, I, I don't know who gave you the right to speak. Just pipe down for a bit. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> stay stay silent until you can play your way back into some form. Uh, <laughs> hit a few targets before you start making snarky bar- sit remarks. Sit, sit down the non-strikers <laughs> and for a couple of overs. Stick them over. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, this is like being 80 points up in the grand final and sending a four to back pocket because he's that out of form. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but anyway, right. Jake Peralta says, at West Coast Eagles, please, the song is the laughing stock of the comp. Connor, can a song be the laughing stock of the comp? Uh, no. And there's bigger <laughs> laughing stocks in the AFL. Coming from a North supporter, I think we're definitely the laughing stock at the moment. I think West Coast theme song overrides that. Uh, but I think he must he must have been meaning 
the laughing stock of theme songs, surely, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, can you even associate the phrase laughing stock with a theme song? I don't it's think taking, people who no. care enough about theme songs. Like, yeah, everyone cares a bit. Serious. Yeah, it is. Hamish. Uh, I, yeah, I was very confused. I was sorry, I was dozing off. I didn't think I was required anymore. Um, surplus of requirements. Um, I want to. How many laughing stocks can one competition have? Um, because if you are the laughing stock of the competition, that almost suggests that it's a singular entity that is the laughing stock. Um, can there only be one at a time? And if so, can it be a theme song? I think not. However, I do agree with the sentiment that it's a shit song and it is a bit of a laugh. And it's somewhat of a laughing stock, but it's not the laughing stock of the competition, if that makes sense. Mm. Okay, yeah, I think especially if you say the laughing stock, there can only be mm. one, right? But can I give you some insight into the etymology and the early uses of the phrase laughing stock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, the word stock first appeared in English in 862. <laughs> uh, it came into the language adapted from the German, meaning a tree trunk. Uh, so, at that time, the word referred to someone treated as the object of some action. So, someone who was accused of something was called a pointing stock, someone frequently beaten with a whip, like you, Hamish, uh, called a whipping stock or whipping boy in your case, uh, and someone laughed at was a laughing stock. Uh, so, I think there aren't that many whips to go around. So you can only have one whipping stock and similarly in a similar vein, you can only have one laughing stock. Um, yeah. That's, Is that that's that? Good. We settled? That's good chat, mate. Um, I'm <laughs> guessing <laughs> our average age demographic ranges from 65 to 75 or something. Oh, nah, just kidding. I had to get one back in uh, you. Um, just, to, no. just, to quickly, just to quickly add to Hamish's point about only one laughing stock at a time pretty much I think uh, this year obviously North has still been a bit of a laughing stock but I think there was also a bit of a transfer I mean round 22 and round 23 there was there was a new laughing stock it was a competition mm. uh, Hamish here your we thoughts? go here we go <coughs> pardon me okay, no. um, where were we oh we were Moving on from the laughing stock thing, um, what was your oh, next whoa. point? Hold on, hold, hold the phone. Immediately, when you said round 22, round 23, what came to my mind was Essendon. So, were Essendon and Carlton both laughing stocks in round 22 and round 23? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were. So, just like that, our theory has been blown out of the water. I think there was only. I think there was a for those two weeks. There was a there was a front runner by the by the Flemington Strait. Carlton. Mm. Carlton. Yeah, I Ooh. think laughing stock is especially uh, kind of apt for on-field results and performances. Not so much in the behind-the-scenes stuff, mm. but maybe that's my bias. And there would have been far more people directly laughing. At Carlton, I think, in those two weeks mm. as well. Yeah. I think, mm. uh, yeah, maybe Essen was like a pointing stock. Uh, 
<laughs> bring it back to my weird little tangent that I went on before because uh, they're all kind of pointing in bemusement perhaps at like what the fuck's going on there that's very weird um, and feeling a bit sorry for Ben Rutten maybe uh, but done with life and stuff anything else to add yeah, so I was just going to quickly add, Essendon were in the mud for the whole season, so it wasn't specifically pointed around mm. 22 and 23, but whereas ours was very pointedly missing finals in those two weeks by goals and, yeah, whatever. Uh, we've been over this every something. fucking think, time. We've been over this. <laughs> I think retrospective laughing stocks are very Oh, yes, we were talking about this. As well. Yesterday, we were. We were talking about this. Name it a few. Um, I think you, you, like, you can say the D's... They were the laughing stock of the competition just five years ago, but now look where they are. They're premiers, that kind of thing. Um, but laughing stock would be more used more in that type of situation than it was in the moment for Melbourne because you don't or almost don't want to beat someone while they're down, beat a team while they're down because um, it's all it's very obvious. It's like um, must win or pointy end. Why, why don't you take that attitude into this podcast then, Tarpa? <laughs> no, this is this is for commentators I'm talking about. And commentators are the ones ah, okay. who tend to use laughing stock, well, te- I think. By technicality. The fans just laugh. As, like, by technicality, we're on a podcast about football. We are making running commentary on football. So <laughs> you are a part of the commentary, mate. <laughs> okay. Uh, but just before we wrap up, Connor, uh, your time to shine. <laughs> He's auditioned uh, for the, yeah. the hosting role, perhaps. No, I'm I've, looking um, forward to this. I want this to actually be a bit more of a group discussion. I'll list off what I've got <laughs> firstly, and then I'll, I'll the, the floors the floors open. So I've put together a top five with four honourable mentions of sorry five honourable mentions. Sorry, I've gone a bit deep here of uh, <laughs> the best the best users of uh, the English vocabulary. Uh, across all sports in terms of commentary. So uh, so this isn't just uh, specifically footy. So, yes. Okay. Number five. Uh, I've kind of gone back on my own word here, but I've got Bill Laurie. Uh, I don't know if – I think you two would both be familiar with Bill Laurie, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Bill Laurie's a Victorian. Okay, I'm, just, I'm a Victorian. We're all Victorians. So let's to, get him up in the car. Just had to double check. Uh I haven't got much on Bill Laurie. I've just got – so, yeah, I'm going back on my own word here, but I've got just a simply outstanding voice and he was – he oh, – just just a bit of my childhood uh, coming through here. So, yeah, he finished in 2018 after a 45-year stint. So he was obviously very good at – 45-year stint? 45 years is way too long to be a stint, mate. Come on. Okay, 45-year <laughs> – all right, here we go. 45-year uh, uh, well, marathon – <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, and also, just to add, uh, I am only 18, so this could sound very oblivious if to our uh, elderly elderly uh, listeners that would have a better Mate, I think they're falling asleep by now. I'm just going to fall asleep <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> uh, Number four, we've got Matty Hill. Uh, he, he, com- he calls the Victorian racing. He's a abs- – Hamish and I are huge fans of him. He's done a bit of uh, footy as well. Has he? He's done yes. a couple free Big games for seven this year. Yeah, from oh, Sunday, you, other games. Would not have picked mm. that. Uh, anyway, yeah. So he's coming to number four. Number three uh, is a bit of a a bit of a given. He had to he had to make the top three, right? So I've got the great Bruce McAvaney. Uh He's finished up now in terms of 
the footy, but he's doing coverage on uh, Seven's horse racing now. Uh, yeah. Number three is uh, <laughs> Bruce McAvan. Hey, can I just quickly stop way, I think – yeah, yeah, Hamish, you go. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly – where, where are you throwing in the honourable mentions? Because I'd hate for you to do that after the number one because it's a bit anticlimactic yeah. that way. I'm just, just oh, warning so you. Just, would you like me to, it's playing like on my mind. In, I'll chuck in an honourable mention. I'll tuck in, chuck in two honourable mentions now that you might have been expecting in the top five that I ha- I've nudged out. So I've got Brian Taylor not making the, not, the top five. Uh, I just um, – I'm not – too big a fan of BT. Like, I like him, but I think he just screams a little too much. Like, so, uh, is, then, sorry, is this your favourite commentators, the commentators with the best vocab, or what, what is it again? This is, the, this is the, I think, the commentators with the best vocab. But okay, I'm saying right. I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of his vocabulary, especially given mm. he's pretty much famous for cussing on Triple M. Mm. Uh, <laughs> cussing? Another honourable oh, wow. mention, another... <laughs> Uh, in terms of commentating, another no, yeah, yeah. mention. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't hear cussing bandaged about too much. But look, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> another honorable well, mention I've got for an is, old band like uh, you, mate. You wouldn't be uh, <laughs> used to it. You probably would have heard it thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap shot. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, just back on the forty-five year stint thing you mentioned, I think you could say 40, 45 year marathon was a bit jarring as well. But forty-five year run, or maybe. A spell is 45-year spell. It's a bit long for a spell, but 45-year run. I like that. 40, right, not, that you're, okay. not that you're too concerned about it or anything like that. <laughs> no, yeah. It, well, it has been playing in my mind, and it will do for the rest of tonight, I think. I won't be able to sleep. Uh, Connor, continue. <laughs> Another honourable mention is Dennis Cometti. Um, oh, what? Jeez. I haven't got him in there. I haven't got him in there. Wow. Like said, it's, a tough, it's a tough list. Uh I think wow. my biggest my biggest uh, memory of Dennis Cometti just shining on the big stage was uh, snuck up and I was crept up on him like a librarian. Mm. Either that or snuck up on him. That was just outstanding. Uh, really <laughs> captured the scene. But yes, he's really still really memorable one. Five. Clearly, <laughs> hasn't made the top five. <laughs> Uh, number two, That's harsh. Uh, I'm, going back, I'm going back into my top five. Number two, I think this is Hamish's favourite, but I'm not sure. Uh, Anthony Hudson, absolute superstar. Yep. Uh, I've got a few. I've got a few listed here. Uh, Robbie Gray, Robbie Great, so wrong, so right. I see it, but I don't believe it. They're, I know Hamish could probably roll off another thirty on the spot right now, but He's oh, actually, I've got another one. 13, so 13. That's, that's oh. another ripper. For me. Uh, so the yeah. miracle on grass. That's, <laughs> that's like he he says the right things in the right moments but doesn't demonstrate a great depth of vocabulary. Uh, like when you I look at his vocab list, it doesn't run too deep. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> real. The best 22 is always going to be the best 22. Um, but f- like it's someone like a Dennis Cometti uh, – it was what was it? Um, went in um, optimistic and came went in <laughs> came optimistically out and came out misty optically. Yeah, that's, the, sorry, surely that's an automatic top five at least. Or, or how about the 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 two cars same Brejo, whatever it is. What's he say? The, you know that one, <laughs> that the, one the Car Brothers. Let me. I'll look it up real quick. Um, yeah, I'm Let a bit. Continue, Connor. I'll, 
I can't lie, Connor. I'm a bit flat about Dennis not being in there. He's got like the <laughs> longest am. playlist of one-liners and idioms that you'll ever hear for a commentator. Think, Cork think, in the ocean. Um, to add to what you said, Harper, about uh, Hutto with his vocabulary, I think one that I mentioned, Sarong So Right, that's very versatile. That's that's just incorporating mm. all your knowledge into one, two words, three words, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great display of someone who's well on top of the vocabulary. Could I get uh, an adjudication on something from YouTube, please? It's like slightly off topic, but I'm interested to know your thoughts. Uh, we're running at 12, 11 a.m., so it's a real late night type topic. But I think Bill Laurie might be uh, rolling in his grave, you could say, at his low ranking. And someone in a, a group chat, uh, an adult man who – has a f- decent grasp on the English language, born in Australia, raised in Australia. Um, he said uh, that someone else in the chat who was the same age as him, maybe at 30, 40, was rolling in his grave. <laughs> 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 Sorry, surely you can't be rolling in your grave when you haven't yet got a grave. <laughs> nah, uh, maybe not. I no. don't know. Oh. I-, I feel... I've definitely used that before for people that haven't yet passed away, though. Oh, what? (laughs) As a bit of a, like, sarcasm thing. Um, But anyway. Yeah, a bit of sarcasm. This was dead serious, though. Pardon the pun. But um, (laughs) he was very, very serious. But sorry, Connor. Weird tangent again from me. Continue. Will Hayes. Will Hayes might be rolling in his footy grave at the moment, I would have thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I, and this is the, sorry. One, the number one. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> no, sorry. No, get it's it too late now. The, the the lag on this computer is just – it ruins no, the moment every sorry. now and then. I'm very <laughs> sorry. Um, I was just going to say I'm reading through some of Dennis's best one-liners and I can't believe he's not in the 10th <laughs> top five. That is blasphemy, mate. How's this one? He's gone, he's gone uh, – where was it? As North Melbourne streamed towards goal, a kick to the square saw Carlton defender Simon White, North forward Aaron Black battling it out. He's gone, going back is black, white and black, black and white. Doherty comes away, needed another colour. And that, <laughs> and the car retro one, he's gone. So Josh Carr and his brother um, played. Uh, Matthew, yeah, that's it. Josh and Matthew both played and they both wore the number nine. And uh, they had a collision. He's gone, how's that? A two-car collision, both with the same rego. That is – that's genius for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm very sorry to interrupt you, but um, Dennis, we love you. And I'm sorry about Connor. Okay, I'm Connor, sorry, you're Dennis. number one before we get to bed. <laughs> All right, number one. Uh, I think you guys will be familiar with him. Uh, he's He calls football in the Premier League. Peter Shakespeare Drury. <laughs> he is an absolute superstar. I've got, I, I've got one quote here, and then I'll read another one just before we head off. The first one I've got is last season, the mighty Man City came from behind. Uh, I've got from the brink of despair, elation, which I think is amazing. And I've also got this one. It might have been, probably was pre pre rehearsed before the uh, walking out from, of Cristiano. For me, gone. from the brink of despair, elation. It's just quite standard. Like, oh, there's no double meaning. The words just mean what they mean. Oh, that, I think that's harsh. I think that's. <laughs> but a, like, sure. Like, I feel like almost anyone could say that. 
Like anyone could come oh. up there. It's not very creative, is it? Well, I'll tell you right now, in the same field, Martin Tyler, the other well-known uh, English Premier League caller, would not have come up with that. So I'll leave that one there. But have a listen to this, Harper. This is, this is good. You might also think that it's not t- too outstanding, but I think this is amazing. This is when Cristiano Ronaldo returned to Man United last season. Here it is. Vintage, beyond valuation, beyond forgery or imitation. 18 years since that trembling teenager of touch and tease. First tiptoed onto the historic stage. Now in his immaculate maturity. Now, CR7 reunited. It's, it's all right. <laughs> pretty good. I get, what, good. I get what Harper's saying, but I feel like you actually need to hear it. Like his voice, it's a I bit do. like Cutto. Yeah, it, yeah I it's, agree. Although I do agree with the vocab You're point, not doing it justice, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Step up. You've been harsh. <laughs> well, um, if you're familiar with his work, you'll agree that he's very good at uh, not mincing his words. Um, that Roma one comes to mind for me. The, uh, like, uh, Roma has risen from the ashes. Something about a Greek Just, god yeah. in Rome. Just the smooth, the smoothness yeah. in his tone as well. When he he just doesn't look, it doesn't sound like he's ever going to choke a single word. Not like us on this podcast, where we do a little bit. Goal, Bafana, Bafana. Goal for South Africa. Goal for Africa. Whatever that one is, it's good. I like it. Is that I us? Like him. I reckon that's got to be us. That's our longest podcast at the worst time of night to do a long podcast. But look, we might have been waffling on a bit here, guys. So thanks for sticking with us If uh, to the two people if, still listening. If, you are, yeah. uh, if you are, in fact, still with us. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for sticking around, guys. Uh, we'll catch you. We might have a week off next week. We're going to do a bit of a different style podcast after this because it is off-season. We might do a trade period special at some point, but we're going to mix up, uh, I do say variety is the spice of life. We're going to get very, very spicy here at the Footy Dictionary. So thank you very much for your loyal support. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Footy Vocab and uh, give us a review. Tell us, uh, tell all your mates about us. And I'm going to leave it at that before I... Uh, stuff anything else up Hamish thank you very much Matt thank you and uh, yeah kick me into retirement for sure <laughs> no I won't say see you again because look we'll, we'll have to <laughs> sort out the Jury's terms out. of the contract uh, Connor your thoughts uh, your thoughts what am I saying Connor thank you <laughs> uh, thank you again fellas for having me on huge honour thank you <laughs> thanks for listening guys catch you next week maybe the week after cheers